And we're back. We are not one-hit wonders. We're here to stay. This is What Manhood Means, episode two. We're so glad to be here, and we're glad that you're joining us this week. So I'm back with the usuals. Okay, that was such a long. Toby and I both looked at each other. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Austin back. And what up, guys? It's Toby once again. And this week, we have a new addition to the podcast. Going forward, joining us will be Dawson. Dawson, hop on the mic, man. How are you? Hey, what's up? What's up? Um, Dawson, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're passionate about, and who you are. Uh, I'm Dawson. I am senior at Grand Valley. Still figuring out what is coming next. Uh, a little bit of a scary thought of January approaching, but pretty stoked about it. I am passionate about learning. I love reading books. I love podcasts. I love listening to messages. I love learning from people I don't know well. Um, so sitting down with people who have different interests or different thoughts than I do uh, and just getting to learn from them. Uh, and I am also super passionate about cereal. Uh, there are few, very few cereals that I don't like. Well, cereal. That's that's. I think I knew that, but I just I need I need the breakdown. What is what does the cereal routine look like? What is what's the go to? Is it cereal then milk, or is it milk then cereal? I think only psychopaths do it that way. But <laughs> please, please break it down. Fortunately, I'm not a psychopath, so that's that's a really good thing. Uh, that'd be dangerous for you guys right now, right here. But uh, I don't think that there's. The dangerous question is asking what someone's favorite cereal is. That's like asking who's your favorite child, you know, and, and everybody's yeah. got one, but uh, they're not willing to say it. So I think that's the same for me with cereal. I'm a, I'm a cereal first kind of guy. You put the cereal in the bowl, then you toss in the milk. It's, you just eat away, you know. Dawson, what do you have to say about people who eat cereal without milk? Oh, uh, very few words towards those people. Most of them are not great. <laughs> and so. they're, they're choice words, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're very choice words. <laughs> hey, guys, chill, chill. Cereal is best without milk. I know I'm in the vast minority, and I never have milk in my cereal. Guys, it gets soggy. I hate that. It's the worst. Says the man who likes cheese pizza but not cheese. That is such a valid point. Fair Anyways, point. I'm going to cut point. this off before we get too far <laughs> in the cereal category. Dawson, so fun to have you on this podcast, man. Happy I'm super excited. We think you're just going to add so much to this, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So week two of this podcast, what manhood means, we are men striving uh, to reclaim our likeness to Jesus in humble authenticity and servant leadership. That's what we're here for. Just a quick reminder before we jump into everything. So, Austin, do you want to introduce what we're jumping into this week, kind of for topic-wise? Yeah, so I think something we want to focus on, um, and I think that's something we've all gone through at obviously different times, but I think that it, it's super important. It's just like, how do you find a community of guys, um, especially going into school, whether that's initially, whether that's, um, you know, a couple years down, but like, what does that look like to find like a good group of guys that you can have fun with, but also be super vulnerable with and see God within your relationships in that. So I think that's something cool to each kind of tell a story or break it down. Um, so yeah, fire away. Well, Austin, I'd ask you first off, do you feel like you found that and tell us your journey in finding that? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for firing it right back at me. I'm, I'm <laughs> catching it. I'm, I'm, I'm catching here. it. I'm holding on to it. We're acknowledging uh, that that just right. happened and we're moving forward. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I have a, I definitely have found it. I think that's that's honestly the biggest way I have seen God in my life um, is just years of prayer of God. I would love to have a community, guys, um, and just He finally provided that for me last year, and I've it's just been rejoicing ever since. Um, 
kind of an interesting story. I just, I, I went through high school. I went through um, a couple years of college just um, knowing that, like, I love Jesus. And there was not a lot of people around me who had that same love, um, which, you know, is hard, uh, especially um, trying to be vulnerable with people, trying to be relational with people. You can only get to a certain level before I feel like it's just something doesn't seem you know, there, you know what I'm saying? Like the friendship's still there and I have fun, but like still on that relational level, it's just not the same. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah, the depth. Um, and so just kind of going through that was hard. A lot of, um, lonely weekends at home, just knowing that I just don't want to participate in the same things that my friends participate in, which is okay. Like that's totally fine. It's just not something I want to do. Um, so finally coming into, you know, this year, um, kind of getting more involved in the well, kind of um, linking up with Brock and Luke and Jacob and just really finding that place finally. Um, finding guys that I could connect with on an emotional level, talk about things that I've never really talked about before with any other of my guy friends. Um, and just like feeling that love, even though, you know, it, it, it's, it might not be there all the time and it not be like, or it is there all the time, but like people are not like vocally sharing me love or like, or like, pouring into me always, but it's like, it's just a constant thing that's there, which is super interesting. Asking the question based on that, uh, how, and this is for all three of you guys, how did you guys know that you found a community worth striving for? Because I mean, even Austin and Brock, I know your guys' story of meeting and it was just like kind of awkward. So how did you guys know that that was still a friendship to pursue after a kind of weird first interaction? Okay, that's a really good question. Austin and I actually lived in the dorm rooms right next to each other in our dorm freshman year. So Shout out Holden Hooker. We love right. you guys. We love right. you guys right. over there. Shout out 175 and 177 yeah. But anyway, so Austin and I lived right next door to each other. And for the first six or seven months of school, as we were both trying to figure out community, we literally would see each other in the bathroom almost once or twice a week brushing our teeth at the end of the day. And it was really funny because we would have these short conversations and they were, they were, you know, mostly about just kind of like sports or what happened that day, how our classes were going. So it was really interesting because I don't know that either of us necessarily knew that that was something right away to pursue. But after a little while, you start to realize that if there's someone who's around you that you actually like having good conversation with. And, you know, I found out that Austin pursued some of the same values that I did. I felt like we both started to just try and give it a chance and share a little bit more about that kind of stuff. So it definitely took a minute and it wasn't as if the first time I saw Austin as much as I wish it was like, you know, love at first sight. But the first time I saw Austin, I didn't necessarily know that we were going to be really, really great friends, but I think it just took some aspect of vulnerability. So I think that's really where it started for us. And Toby, I'm curious to hear like kind of your idea on, you know, how do you start to engage these conversations? Right. How do you know? Well, I think something that is interesting and you mentioned the values point is I've always been the kind of guy to kind of be looking for a bunch of different friends, right? Like people from different sectors, I guess I would say. But it's really kind of like what you were saying, Austin. It's the depth of friendship that is just what is so cool to me. Whereas I always th thought of myself as a teammate. Like in basketball, those were my friends was during basketball season. And during tennis, those were my friends, right? But you never dug deep. It ended at practice. And I think that happens with a lot of people. It ends at their, you know, frat party or their – it ends when, you know, all these different things. But when you find a community of guys like, like we have just 
that it doesn't end. People want to get to know you better. They want to understand what you're going through. And I think really once you understand that people, especially guys, care for you and care for your well-being and have those similar values as you, I think that's really when it clicked for me. So it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, so those values I think are really important. But that doesn't mean that those friendships with other guys who are your teammates aren't worth pursuing. And that's and that's kind of that's even another question to ask of like, hey, how do you know like how much to put into relationship? And I think that's a, a question we all have to answer personally. But Doss, I'm curious to kind of flip it back on you after you asked us a little bit about pursuing that vulnerability piece and like how do you know when you have someone in proximity to you that you feel like you want to start trying to figure out if you could be better friends with, they share some of those same values, you're around them often. What does it look like to start to engage someone in that vulnerability of like, how do you go up to someone and say, hey, dude, like, I'd really like to be better friends with you without totally scaring them off. Like, dude, like, let's spend so much time together. You know, like, how, how do you do that? I'm curious. Or even Austin or whoever. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great question. I don't know if there's a perfect answer to that, which is the worst thing in the world, yet also the coolest thing because it gives us permission to make mistakes and to mess up. Um, but I think that, Brock, you're saying, how do you do that without scaring them off? Um, I think that sometimes that's how you know if they're they're going to be a good friend or not is would they be scared yeah. by that question, you know? And I think that the hard part about finding good friendships is it's rare that a guy wants to break the ice first. Um, and that's a gen- that's a generalization. That's a broad statement. But in in relationships and friendships, like it's hard to be the one who is going to break that vulnerability barrier first and saying, okay, hey, I want to dive into a deeper friendship with you. That's not just about uh, these surface level things such as movies or sports or video games or whatever. It's diving into that deeper part and saying, okay, who's going to be the first one to break that ice? And I think as men, we're called to be leaders in that way. And, and um, especially men who are following Jesus, like Jesus broke that ice very, very often. Mm. Jesus said, hey, come follow me. Like, and, and not that we're calling people to follow us, but we're at least saying, hey, like, I want to spend time with you. Come, come spend time with me and, and engaging with people in that way. So Dawson, I think, I think that's awesome. And that's one thing like, I think you do really well is I think God has given you such a gift of just a heart for people, but also just the questions you ask is super. It, it, I think it makes people feel loved and makes people feel wanted in the way that, um, like, hey, this guy wants to get to know me more, and I could see that this is a reason that we would could be friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so just coming, knowing that you have that, what are some ways that you think that like is a good way to maybe take a friendship further, or is a good way to like analyze that and and like just break the ice a little bit more, like we were saying? Yeah, dude, that's a that's a. I really appreciate your encouragement in that. That's very very kind. Um, I think there's countless ways to do that, and I also. I love asking questions, but I constantly have to remind myself that it's okay to just have fun sometimes. Because yeah. I think that as guys, like, and and girls too, like, honestly, one of the best ways that we build friendship, we build community, is based off experience, based off memories. And when you have fun memories and fun experiences with someone, I mean, Toby and I, freshman year, we sat outside Holton Hooker drinking root beers and just hanging out. Like, that was our definition of making memories. That was our definition of fun. And um, making jokes about the people who played basketball late at night on the courts <laughs> behind right. Old Nooker and just how weird they were and things like that. Like it, it is, it's not just a good thing to have depth, but it's also a good thing to have fun experience and, and, and moments like that. So I think there's both sides to it is it's so important to talk about the deeper things. Hey, how's your faith going? Hey, where is, where's God moving in your life? Where, what are you praying about? What are the hard things that are going on? Um, but also just having those fun memories and, 
hey, let's go to Rebounders together and bounce on some trampolines and do something weird. Or You still got those coupons? Oh, I got so many coupons. Let's go to Rebounders sometime soon. Hey, hit me up if you want to come Rebounders <laughs> with me. But I think that's, that's it, is it's got to be deep and wide. It can't just be deep, and it can't just be wide. That's a really good point, Doss. Now, Toby, I, I was looking at you during this segment because I feel like you have a lot of really good pieces to add, and even – just knowing your journey through college of trying to figure out friendships and that it's been a little bit up and down. It I, has, would, yeah. I would say for you. So, I mean, sometimes when guys talk about friendships, I mean, you meet those people who meet their, their guys right away. Um, and Toby, I know that for you, like you, you met some people and then just, you know, life came into play and made it difficult. So what did it look like for you even recently to engage in that vulnerability piece with, with other guys and try to figure out like, Hey, my life is actually not always super easy. How do I engage with other guys in that? And then I also know you have something else that you want to talk about afterwards, but just that question. No, and that exactly leads into kind of what I wanted to talk about because, Doss, you were talking about, you know, it takes, uh, honestly, some guts to take a step out of that comfort zone. And honestly, I think a big part of it is the fear of rejection because, Absolutely. you know, like you can feel that like if you're asking somebody out on a date, yeah, but also for people that really, really want that close relationship with guys and if they say you know i i just i'm too busy or, or whatever like that then it's not going to work out like you said i had friendships and they were beautiful things to me and like you said life sometimes just gets in the way and that is okay but it's really the whole reconciliation part that is so cool for me i mentioned it last week but i think that also brings in just the fact that you know you got to be bold and you got to keep going for it um because eventually God is going to work in that. And I think that's really the, the cool part for me is that that's where Austin said kind of with guys is where he's seen God the most. It's been in the reconciliation and then through this kind of relationship with guys that I think has just been really cool as well. So diving into that a little deeper, Toby, how do you overcome the hard parts of relationship and community? Because I think that guy friendships are so important and such a good, good thing, but they're not going to be easy all the time. So what does it look like to truly dive into a, a friendship in both the good and the hard yeah so you definitely have to acknowledge that in any relationship whether it's with a guy a girl any relationship there's going to be the ups and the downs and i think at least especially in surface level relationships you don't experience the true depth of the relationship right you don't get the the truly tough times where you have to work through and learn how to work through that and the really great times uh, when you have those depth of relationships so if you're coming into college without having those relationships and those friendships it can be tough and you have to really learn how to have uh, relationships and friendships with that but working through the hard stuff it can it can be a challenge, and I definitely slipped up in some ways where I really had a hard time balancing time and just had a lot of other kind of demons going on with me. But I think really pushing through those hard stuff, and then when you emerge, just being resilient, as I said, and being bold in the friendship and reaching out, I think is the key, uh, in my opinion, in that. Yeah, Toby, you 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 do a really good job of that, man, and engaging Thank with. You, you know, engaging with the hard stuff. And I think that even in my life too, when you do find community, no matter how long it takes, sometimes even when you're in community, you hold on to stuff because you fear rejection, even though you already have community. And that's, that's even a really hard piece too, is like, you know, you've done, you've done some of the hard work to figure out who your people are. And then you get in a group of people and sometimes you can even still feel like you can't be vulnerable, which Honestly, I think it's just a lie from Satan of that we can't engage with other people and that we'll feel lonely in what we're struggling with. But, you know, whether it's 
fear about you know graduation or fear about a relationship that you're trying to pursue or fear about a class that you're really just not doing too hot in. Um, all sorts of stuff from the highs to the lows. I feel like oftentimes when we're in community, we think that to continue to be vulnerable shows our weakness. But honestly, I think that the strongest people are the ones who can sit someone down and look them in the eye and say, like, I don't have this all together. Because, like, that takes serious guts. And the people who have been able to say that to me are the ones that I respect the most because those are the conversations that lead to even stronger friendships. I honestly think that being vulnerable and maybe even feeling weak for a second can actually make a stronger bond going into the future, whether we believe that or not, you know? And that is so counterintuitive to the societal definition of manhood, right? Vulnerability is literally the opposite of what society tells you men should be. They should not be weak, right? They have to be strong and hide their emotions like that. And I've definitely fallen into those traps sometimes. I feel like I don't belong simply because I need to be vulnerable in order to belong, right? So I, I think really understanding that breaking down those barriers, whether it's between just us as a group or even men in general, knowing that vulnerability is okay and it's what leads to something so beautiful. So I think that's that's really cool, Brock, yeah. And adding on to that a little bit, Toby, I think that it's hard to know how to be vulnerable when you don't want to be. Um, and I think that just diving into that question of like, well, how do you be vulnerable? How, if this is truly the solution to having good friendships um, and walking through the good and the hard with someone, how do you be vulnerable? And I think that the biggest thing coming from that, I know you talked about a little bit about that false defini definition of manhood, um, but I think that truly what it is is knowing who you are in Jesus, um, knowing that Jesus' opinion is the, the one that matters. Um, and that, that pushes away the fear of rejection because you already know the one who matters has accepted you. And I think that that's so counterintuitive to our culture where our culture says, hey, earn it and you'll have your identity. Like if you get this promotion, if you step into this role, if you get an A in your class, if you score 15 points on the basketball team, you will have the identity of this where Jesus says, You've, you have this identity. You have this identity in me. So now go walk from that. Go work from that. Go be vulnerable from that because you already know who you are. Dang, that was awesome, you guys. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so just, I mean, that's a lot of content in, you know, however, 15 whatever minutes we that's... did at the beginning. It was, that's, that's a lot to think about. And so, I mean, I would just say for people who are listening, and even for us as we walk away from this podcast, I would say just, number one, figure out where you're at with friendships. And if you're at the beginning and you don't have those right now, that's okay. And that's, a, I mean, to acknowledge where you're at is the first part in all this. And I'd say the second part is wherever you're at in your friendships, to just think about what the next best right step is to figure out how you can be vulnerable um, and how you can maybe start to engage in those friendships is super important. So, I mean, we, we could say so many things in this podcast and we can give as much advice as we want, but if, you know, if we don't take this personally and try and figure out to our own lives, then you know we're we're just kind of wasting our time on this stuff. Brock, I agree with you 100%. And I think the thing too is like we don't have it all together either. We're still trying to right, figure it out right. and this is a journey. Like we're all on a journey and so we're inviting you guys into that with us and we're giving the best of what we have. Like this is our experience and this may not be everybody's experience, but we still don't have it figured out. We still have so much more to learn. But I think as you guys can see it's just like for one how dense this has been so far and like I think you guys can just see so far just like how passionate we are all about this because I think I think we've we've all come to a point where like we found a good community and just how 
beneficial it's been in my life and i know it's been beneficial in your life when let alone just like going through hard times but also like some of the most fun memories just in life just some of the most fun memories i've had have been with you guys but also some of like the hardest times i've gone through you guys have been there to elevate me up in that so like i think that like just having that community i want everyone to find that i think that's like what some of what manhood means is is bringing this community together and trying yeah, to good. find and foster something that we that's might have here not it might not be the same thing but it'd be something so unique and so cool and i just i just want people to experience that yeah keep working at your relationships wherever they're at it's it's worth it it takes time but it's worth it and you know we'll try and do the same on our end too so to to kind of wrap up this segment and move into our next one austin i've been thinking about that dumb unicorn all week and so i'm curious do you have another fact of the week for us as we as we wrap up our last segment and move into this one do you think unicorns went extinct with dinosaurs that is honestly such a good question. Just I a don't thought. Know. Just a thought. They were last sighted in Sweden. That's all I know. Was it Sweden or Scotland? Was it Scotland? Which one was it? It was it's Scotland because of Braveheart. Yeah. You guys. Ah, I think Brock Braveheart. and his dumb Braveheart. Yeah. For real. I oh, think, fair. dude, Scotland pulled a power move on us because we were like, oh, unicorns. But, like, we're thinking about it. Yeah, that's so that, that is – they won the game by putting <laughs> it as their national animal because we can't stop thinking about it. Good job, Scotland. Good Props job. To you. Props to you. Yeah, so I got another fun fact of the week. Really psyched about this one. So back in like the Cold War, um, what year was that? What year? Trivia. Ooh. Uh, Toby knows he's our history guy. The 1950s to like the 1970s. It's a long oh, war. I found it. Yeah. Okay. So all um, dolphins. You guys know how adorable dolphins are, right? We all love a good dolphin. We love the Miami Dolphins. Except in the NFL, they are ooh, they are wow. ugly. They are not good looking. <laughs> Only team with the undefeated season. So, um, the U.S. and Soviet Union, there's rumors that they trained dolphins to fight in the war. What? How? How? What? They don't even have fists. Like, they can't even throw punches. What the heck? What do I, don't underestimate dolphins, dude. What do dolphins do to you? Dude, they're, like, telepathic. They can, like, send brainwaves to each other. It's super cool. But, like, how did they fight? Like, did they strap, like bazookas to their fins like i don't get it here's what i'm thinking so steve Irwin, may he rest in peace but i'm thinking his his ancestors um they probably the government probably brought brought them in and they probably had some some collusion on training those dolphins that they, i just don't see how it could go any other way that makes a lot of sense i'm Except sold it doesn't but okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sold i'm so sold if you guys are interested in a great video, you guys should look up the majestic world of dolphins. I can vouch for that. It is. I think I, this is this shows the true history of how dolphins no, came it to does. be. And and honestly, why else would we have an NFL ne- team named after them? Like they must right. have been freaking awesome. Right. They, it gives great facts that um I think one of the f- good facts it gives that which is true. It's scientifically proven that um dolphins love Doritos. That's so. true. Yep. 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 They that's why they're searching in for sand. They're search. They they put their little things in the sand. Their little nostrils in the sand to find Doritos. Because sand is rumored to have the same nutritional value as Doritos. 100%. So are we talking Cool Ranch? Are we talking the purple bag? Because those are the best spicy sweet chili. Shout out Jacob Devine. Jacob (laughs) Devine loves spicy sweet chili Doritos. (laughs) Yes, he does. Anyways, just to reiterate that, go watch The Majestic World of Dolphins. It's a phenomenal video. Awesome. I will probably go right home and watch that. Okay, so we're going to wrap up our apparent dolphin segment this week. (laughs) 
and we're going to move on to our segment, which we're just going to do the verse of the week this week. Um, and the verse of the week this week is going to be Romans 12.2. I think this is a really good one, especially with what we're talking about, um, about, you know, you're holding on to your values and creating community from that. It's, uh, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will, which I think is awesome. And that's what we got to do in our communities. We got to, you know, not be conformed to to the ways that this world views relationships and we got to be vulnerable and be transformed in our communities. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be people who are true to him and true to who we are. Love it. So moving into our last section here, we're thinking about the tip of the week from each of us. I, I love the tips from last week. I implemented the walking tip that Austin gave, which is pretty sweet. So Did it work out? It worked great. I love walks. Great. Shout out to my mom. Love long walks on the beach. <laughs> Those are my things. But wow. I know, dude. If you ever want to go, just let me know, Toby. Guys. Big Philly on the mic over Big here. Big Philly. Um, is that my rapper name? I don't know what my rapper name would be. I don't know if it's Big Philly. Philly Wop. That's your Philly rapper Wop. name. Philly Wop. Okay. Or A-Train. Or Big Daddy. Okay. I like all these. I'll just do all of them. Just one long rap name. Um, so, yeah, my tip of the week is simply just read hard books with friends. So, mm. da- Dawson and I are trying to read through Mere Christianity right now, and that book is – dense like every page is just like what did he just say um but there's something about doing it with your friends and bouncing ideas off each other um and just kind of like growing together in that and trying to have a space of being vulnerable but also like just be finding out what c.s lewis was trying to tell us because sometimes we have no clue it's just so much fun it's tiring but it's so much fun okay i'm ready tip of the week send it from brock my tip of the week is during your busy schedules of the year don't forget to still do the hobbies and things that you love in the meantime. Uh, for me, I am not super like art-oriented, but I've decided that I just want to try and figure out how to draw a little bit more. Mm. So I've been drawing, and even those like 15-minute chunks of time that I get to set aside to just do something different than my homework or dealing with like applying for internships this summer or thinking about other things, just to, to do a hobby that you enjoy – um, I know some people who like, you know, woodworking and stuff like that. I mean, if you have space to do that, that's important time to set aside for that stuff. So don't forget that stuff. I love it. And that can either be, you know, independent or with a group. I, and I think that's what's really cool. If you, you need some me time too. And, and, and I, I really like that. I really like that. Hey, Toby. Yes. What's the tip of the week, man? All right, here we go. Tip of the week, tip of the week. And I, I kind of wanted to keep it on theme with what we were talking about. And it's just simply give it to God first. Give whatever you've got going on your heart to God first. I think that's in my struggles uh, just personally, I was not doing that at first. And I think once I gave my issues to God and prayed about it and like, God, how can you make the good out of this bad situation? Then I started seeing things improve. So I think whatever you're going through, whether it be the good or the bad, first thank God and give it to God. And I think after that, your whole just mentality changes. So for me, great tip of the week. But I'm not going to toot my own horn. Incredible. I think you should toot your own horn a little bit there. Man, uh, there's so many different tips that I want to talk about. but I think Save them for next week. All of them? Some of them. Okay. All but one. I'll release a lot of wisdom right now. Just one. Just one wisdom, actually. Uh, I think the tip that I am going to go with 
is to breathe the air right in front of you. I think so often in our culture, in our society, we forget that there's air right in front of our face and we're worried about the air about four or five feet or even five or 10 minutes down the road. And I think it's so important to just sit where you are and breathe the air right in front of you, um, which allows you to just be in that moment and not be worrying about the next thing. Everything will get done. Tomorrow will come, no matter what, no matter how today goes. Today will end and tomorrow will come. So breathe the air right in front of you, be in that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, what another fun week. It was. Round two, baby. We're going to keep doing this thing every week. I hope you guys um, listen. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, so by the time this comes out, I think we'll, we'll have the first huddle, right? Yeah. Hey, Hope you guys came. It, I, I, it hasn't happened yet, but I, it's, I can already tell it's going to be so much fun. So cool. Shout out to Scott Rubin for coming up and speaking with us this week. And Doss. Thank you so much for hopping on. I hope you're a regular. So excited. So excited to be here every week. You will be a regular. Um, all right. So I am regular, in case you're wondering. I went, I went today. I'm regular. Far from it. Oh, I'm in bathroom. Oh. Yeah, I, right, I'm cool. regular. I have no idea what just happened. You guys probably don't either, and that's okay. Um, so, I mean, just to wrap up, just a quick couple words. Community, friendship, vulnerability, dolphins, breathing, drawing. All right, have a good week, guys. I'm the man, I'm the man.